so many people I work with have bladder issues. They feel like they have to go pee all the time, like constantly have to go to the bathroom. As paradoxical as it sounds, that's a sign right there for many people that they actually need to release their muscles. Their muscles are actually tightening up in their pelvic area. They're tightening up and kind of squeezing around their organs, their urethra, their bladder. It's irritating things. It's pulling on all of the tissues. And so when the pelvic floor is tense, it's kind of pulling and squeezing on things Mm -hmm. and can make the bladder actually feel like you have to go pee all the time. So those are just a few triggers that I see on a regular basis. But I think it can be very helpful though to just know that this happens in your body and to know that you can help mitigate that reaction by just taking a minute to massage the jaw, take a deep breath, relax the belly muscles, the butt cheeks and the pelvic floor, and then go into the conversation. Welcome to Captivate the Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin, an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters, and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Welcome to the podcast. So glad to have you with me today. As always, I appreciate you being a listener. And I have got a great episode for you today. Dr. Brianne Grogan is with me today. And I I think when you hear what we're going to talk about, your first thought might be, well, maybe your first thought might be, oh, well, I don't know if this episode is for me. But I want everybody to stay with me because Brianne is, Dr. Bree is such a powerhouse. She's a former student of mine and I just love and adore her. So impactful with her voice, so captivating. And she's doing some really powerful work in the world, not work that you might think about, not, this might not be on your radar, but it doesn't matter. If you realize you have an issue, if you realize you don't have an issue, if you don't know if you have an issue, if you're a man, if you're a woman, whatever, this episode is for everybody because we're talking about pelvic health and there's a voice connection is fascinating. You're going to love hearing this. There's a voice connection to the pelvic floor. We're going to be talking about stress. So many good things. Mindset. It's really going to be a great episode. Let me tell you a little bit about her. She, like I said, was a former student of mine and just think the world of her. She has nearly 250,000 subscribers on YouTube with articles featured on Mind Body Green, courses on Daily Ohm, and a five-star reviewed book. Dr. Bree is a leading voice in the field of holistic pelvic health and wellness. She's loved for her down-to-earth, compassionate approach and for making pelvic floor fitness fun and accessible. And that 100% describes her. She is, you just gravitate to her. She allows you in vocally so much fun. You can tell how compassionate she is. You have got to follow her. You've got to watch her. But she graduated as a doctor of physical therapy in 2006 from Pacific University in Forest Grove, Oregon. 
Today, she leads a global online community helping women and men all over the world live life vibrantly. And she is so vibrant herself. This conversation is different than anything you've ever heard me do here. And I know you are going to love it. So let's head on over to the show. Bree, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you with me today. Thank you, Tracy. I am delighted. Yeah, I'm so excited to have my audience hear about your work. I don't know that the work you do is, well, I guess for some people it's top of mind, but for other people, they might be fascinated to even know there is something so powerful that exists. But but we're going to dive into all of that. So let's start with tell us what you do now that I've now that I've reeled everybody in with this <laughs> secrecy and, and created this curiosity. Tell us what you do. I love that curiosity. And it's it's true what you just said. It's a powerful area that I work with in the body. I work with the pelvic floor. And so I'm a pelvic floor physical therapist. And I actually do all of my work online right now. So I'm not in a, like a standard clinical setting, like a physical therapist typically is. So I have online courses and programs. I have a YouTube channel. I offer just a load of information about pelvic health because this is a very under discussed area in, in my world, kind of the world I live in every day. I feel like everybody's talking about the pelvic floor, but then I get out into the, into the real world and even, you know, speaking with you, Tracy, a little bit in our work together, there were a few times where you're like, I don't know what you're talking no. about. Bri. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and so it reminds me that, gosh, even though this is, you know, I feel like everybody knows about it and is talking about it. I know that it's still a taboo area. So that's what I do. Well, and I, it, there was already so much in what you just said that I want to unpack because I think that, and this is my perception that you said taboo area, what people don't know, the the people that have this problem may not even know that they have this problem is what I'm suspecting. But I want to ask, how did you get into this work? Well, so I got into this work by really, there's a few, a few aspects here. I was always interested in women's health when I was going through physical therapy school. I wanted to work with women. I loved uh, the idea of working with pregnant women and that area of physical therapy, but I actually went a different direction and, and went into geriatric physical therapy. So I was working with older people and then I got pregnant myself. And that kind of changed everything for me. I was actually not really enjoying the field I picked. I thought I kind of want to change. And I was having my own issues with my pelvic health and just with pregnancy, that journey of pregnancy in the body. And I, I decided to really make that switch at that time and go into the coursework that would help me become a pelvic floor physical therapist. And it really got, you know, heightened when I developed my own pelvic organ prolapse after giving birth to my son and prolapse is when basically your organs shift, they descend one or more of your pelvic organs descends. So like your bladder will descend a bit or your rectum will descend a bit or your uterus will descend a little bit. Now, when I'm talking about these organs here, some of these, like a uterus, for example, only, only women have now men and women 
have pelvic floors. So I want to make that really, really clear that the work I do is often with women and, and some of these issues I talk about are more you know, common amongst women, but men and women have pelvic floors and can have pelvic floor issues like bladder leakage, again, the prolapse issue that I talked about, um, and pelvic pain and tension. So I personally experienced prolapse. And then to this day, I experienced pelvic tension, which is something I, I really wanted to talk about today with you, Tracy, because it's so related to stress and also to vocal tension. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I'm really excited to explore that. But, but just to kind of go back again to my story is I you know, had my own issues. And so I was able to treat myself as I was treating my patients. And it gave me so much empathy and compassion for what they were going through. And uh, it really all snowballed from there. Yes, we are definitely going to talk about the pelvic floor and voice. So stay tuned. But I'm glad you said that about men because I was, that was the next thing I was going to say yeah. was my male listeners don't click off. Right. Because like you said, there's so much taboo. There's so much unknown. I think I, I can't be the only one that went, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Right. And, no, you're not. Right. So that made me think, and maybe this is not Maybe this is obvious and I just don't get it. But somebody that struggles, do they know they struggle or how do they know? How do they? I mean, maybe they have a pain, bladder leakage. I mean, that's obvious. Okay. But how do they make the connection for the listeners that are going, hmm, I wonder if that's what's going on with me. Right. What, how do you see? I don't know that if this was me, I would go, oh, Clearly, I have a prolapse issue, right? Right. So what are the things to look for? How do we identify this and know, whoa, this is what we're dealing with? Yeah, that is such a good question. And so, like you said, bladder leakage, you're going to have a sense that something's leaking and you don't mm -hmm. you know, want that to happen. But even with that, a lot of people think that it's completely normal. They're just like, well, I'm a certain age. I've had a kid or two. Of course, I'm going to leak, you know, and you'll even have healthcare providers telling their patients, well, that's just normal. It's just, you know, just deal with it essentially. And that's unfortunate because it's common, it's typical, but that doesn't mean it's normal. There's, you know, there's things that can be done. And so that's bladder leakage. Prolapse, for example, again, men can have, have prolapse, their, their rectum can actually prolapse, but it is more common in women. And so I'll describe what women would feel and women would feel a heaviness in their pelvis, a sensation sometimes like there's almost like a golf ball or something in their vagina, almost like a stuckness or like a, a feeling like a stuck tampon in their vaginal canal. So that feeling of heaviness is something that is often associated with prolapse as well as back pain can be associated. Uh, sometimes, you know, bladder issues and digestive issues can be associated as well. Um, pelvic tension. Now that one is extremely common and can actually go along with prolapse and bladder leakage too, but it doesn't have, have to, it can be completely separate. But interestingly, I think when I first started working with pelvic health over four, you know, 14 plus years ago, um, the go-to treatment for all of these issues, painful sex, even pain with sex and, and then bladder leakage and prolapse and all of this tended to be do Kegel exercises, 
So, so do your, your squeezing of your pelvic floor when in fact, unfortunately, that's not always helpful, even for issues that we think of as like, oh, the muscles are weak, so we should squeeze them, right? But oftentimes the problem is the muscles may be weak, but they're tight and weak. So they're not necessarily loose and saggy and weak, they're tight and weak. And so that's where tension can be an issue even with prolapse and bladder leakage or simply an issue on its own. And that's where a lot of my male clients come in is with tension and what can happen there symptoms. They may notice males and females would be things like kind of an aching, like an aching feeling in their pelvic area, their perineum, that area down in the genital area. They can feel kind of an aching in that area. They might have sexual difficulties, whether it's pain or for men, they may have troubles with erection or orgasm. And, you know, there's, there's ejaculation, many, many issues there that can happen. Issues with urination, starting the flow of urine, stopping the flow of urine, if that's necessary. They can have issues with constipation, elimination, back pain is a, is a common association uh, with pelvic floor issues. So those are just a few. I mean, I could go on and on, wow. but that's it's it's actually extremely common to have pelvic tension and again it's a the pelvic floor muscles are one of the first muscles in the body to automatically reflexively react to stress without us even being aware it just happens huh. and we it's underneath our conscious control and so it's one reason why i think that i'm personally seeing it so often these days in my own work is people who were in the past responding to some of my more strengthening exercises are now like, that's actually aggravating them. And they're like, whoa, we need to focus on relaxing first because everyone is so amped up. Men, everyone, men, women, everybody, children, (laughs) everyone's amped up and their pelvic floor muscles are tight and tense. That is just literally not on people's radar. I no, bet. not at all. I bet they're stressed out. They're thinking their heart. They're thinking their headache. They're thinking, right. but they are not thinking this, right? Right. Well, there's actually, you mentioned headache and it's funny. There's a wonderful classic book about pelvic pain and, and tension, and it's called a headache in the pelvis. And that's exactly what's going on. Like you, you get a tension headache and your shoulder muscles are tight. Well, you can get it in your pelvis too, but these muscles are hidden. Nobody sees them. You can't see them from the outside. And a massage therapist, they'll massage your your neck muscles and your shoulder muscles, but they're not going to massage your pelvic floor. So people just don't think about it, like you said. Well, we're going to talk in a minute about the connection between the pelvic floor and voice. And I'm, you know, I'm fascinated to hear about this because I don't know what, we've never had an opportunity to talk about this, but I wanted to ask a question before we go there. Why do you think this is taboo? And and because it's a taboo topic, is that possibly why people are not thinking about it or taking action around it? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Well, I think it's taboo from our, um, (laughs) this could be a very deep discussion, couldn't it? But I think that Mm -hmm. our society in general, this rather puritanical society that we live in now that we've developed over the years, I'm I'm talking more as an American, I guess I can really speak from that American perspective. It's, It's a very puritanical society. It still is. And so things are, they, 
things happen. People talk about things and people talk about sexual things and all that, but it tends to be secretive and cloaked in mystery. And it comes out in all sorts of strange ways. In some cases, it's not just an out in the open conversation. And even unfortunately, when you're going to your doctor, even talking with your doctor about it is often an uncomfortable, awkward conversation. People don't have this conversation with their doctor. Often they don't talk about it with their parents. It's certainly not discussed in schools. So, I mean, I've even, I've even looked through my son's, uh, he's in high school right now, but I've looked through his, his health book, his little Mm -hmm. textbook on health. And there is absolutely no reference to really anything related to pelvic health at all, at all, at all. And so it's just, it's just not talked about because it is considered a part of our body. That's shameful. It's considered Mm -hmm. that it's considered shameful and dirty and bad, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's something that I just desire so deeply to change. I desire so deeply to change that. I bet. I bet that must just really be. It breaks my heart. (laughs) Must be really, really hard for you. Well, And the reason why some people might be like, gosh, it's not that big of a deal, Brie, but it it is because this is a very, um, impactful area for people's mental health. I've actually worked with many, many people who have these issues that impact the basic functions of living, going pee, going to the bathroom, having sex, having babies. Like it's very emotional things that are happening in this part of your body. And when things aren't working well down there, there's body image issues. People get into relationship issues. There's so many very emotional issues that people in some cases end up becoming very, very disturbed by these things. Some people have wanted to commit suicide over these issues. So it's, it's a really big deal. Yeah. And yeah. And I see it. So that's why I'm so passionate about it. Yeah. Okay. So let's dive into the connection between the pelvic floor and the voice. Okay. Perfect. Yes. Yes. So can I just share a quick story before I kind of dive Absolutely. in? Absolutely. Okay. So I, I thought to myself, I don't know if people will know this, if you will say this in, at some point, Tracy, but Tracy and I work together. I was, I'm her client. And um, in one of our sessions together, I was really nervous about uh, something I was practicing. It was like a role play, essentially, that I was practicing with my, with my voice. And I felt my voice choke up. It's like, I couldn't get the words out. And it was because I was, I was making a request. This was the role play was I was trying to make a request and I was nervous about it. And I felt my voice tense up and choke up. And it's like, I was choked getting the words out. That's how it felt. And I, you know, I, I obviously knew about this vocal pelvic floor connection, but it made me, it really just hit it home for me about how that was an unconscious reaction in my body where my vocal cords tensed up around my voice. I had no idea that was going to happen. I didn't plan on it happening. I didn't make my muscles tense up in my throat area. And that's the exact same thing that happens in our pelvic floor. We're not trying to make it happen. It just does. And so our vocal muscles and our pelvic floor muscles are automatic reactors and responders to stress and there is a connection. I mean, there's actually a, a connection between the, the jaw, the vocal cords, the lungs, the breathing diaphragm, the abdominal muscles, and the pelvic floor. Everything I just said there, it all actually works together as a system, a complete system whenever we're talking and singing too. So 
yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll shut up for a minute. But yeah, not- was, no, that's good. And you, know, <laughs> you know what's so interesting about what you just said? And I, I was thinking about a number of clients that I had have worked with over the years that the way that I teach breathing is a little bit different than diaphragm breathing. It's rib expansion breathing. Yeah. But with a number of them, and I'm going in a whole nother direction on this. So, so bear with me. We'll get to, to talking more about pelvic floor and the voice connection. But one of the ways I could get them to breathe was to have them visualize you are pulling air instead of bringing it in, like thinking about I'm bringing air into my lungs. And I wish y'all could see my hand gestures because I'm doing the hand gestures. Yeah. I would have them imagine you are bringing the air up from the ground through your pelvis Mm. and they could breathe properly. Mm. Now, what's interesting, and I don't know if you can speak to this, this may be the next research study we have to do together, but every time I've had to do this, it was a trauma patient. Oh gosh, massive connection, massive. There's so much trauma I see in my work. Um, whether we're talking, you know, sexual trauma or mm-hmm. any type of trauma, any type of trauma, because again, stress, it, it hides up and holds up in our body and often in our hips, pelvic floor area and our shoulder vocal jaw area too. Mm-hmm. You know, TMJ is another thing to grind teeth grinding and mm-hmm. TMJ issues. And then just shallow breathing people who just can't take a full breath. Like you're saying very, and then pelvic floor, you know, all of these very, very connected, these locked in feelings, very, very connected to trauma and people holding this trauma in their body because trauma is unexpressed Mm -hmm. emotion. It's it's things that happen that haven't, they're unresolved. They haven't been able to move through. And so people hold them physiologically in their body and it expresses in those areas. Well, and what's really interesting as well, I think you will appreciate this. When I have worked with those people, there's a trauma link, there is a bring the air up through the pelvis link, and there is always a very big challenge around freeing their jaw. Oh, they yes. almost can't even open their mouth. Right. I mean, it, like it becomes this huge thing with those three elements. So that's mm-hmm. so fascinating. And I, and there's a connection right there, I suppose, with voice and pelvic floor. But tell us more about this. Yeah, well, just what you brought up there, that jaw pelvic floor connection is actually something that is embryologically the way we develop as embryos. Uh, it's There's actually a connection between location and, and how things and the timing of when things develop between the jaw area and the pelvic area. It's quite fascinating. Oh, wow. Even as an adult, there's a fascial. So fascia is like this tissue, this connective tissue that kind of connects everything in our body. It goes in and around the organs and between areas of our body. It's like a body stocking that kind of connects everything. And there's a direct fascial line between the jaw and the pelvic floor. So it's, it's highly, highly connected. And yeah, I mean, one thing that many childbirth uh, practitioners like doulas and midwives, they know this jaw pelvic floor connection and they'll have their clients massage their jaws and also release their jaws and even ah, like open their jaws and, and just relax those muscles to help prepare for childbirth too. So yeah, real strong. Interesting. That's fascinating. So is it, and and this may, this is what's what keeps coming up in my mind with this, 
but, and I'm literally coming from the voice perspective, what I see in people and when they're in brace mode or the garden hose is kinked or some of the language that I use. Do, do you see people struggle with these things and they're almost in a fight, flight, freeze? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's always cues of safety or the treatment is a quote from the amazing, uh, well, I believe that's the quote. Please don't quote me that that's a direct quote, but okay. something about something along those lines, cues of safety or the treatment is uh, from Dr. Stephen Porges, who's the founder of the, the polyvagal theory. It's all about creating safety in our body to help get out of that fight, flight, or freeze response and bring us back into a state of relaxation where we can speak more clearly, where we can, you know, if we're going to have a baby, you know, we need to release those pelvic floor muscles so we can actually let go. Um, interestingly, this is completely off topic, but I just love this, this connection. Uterus is something that you know houses and, and ultimately births and expresses life. It expresses life through babies. And an utterance is an expression of life through our vocal area, which I love that connection. But, you know, you have to relax both areas. You have to feel safe in order to feel relaxed in these areas, in order to allow them to do their good work, to express your voice, to express life, to have a bowel movement. Again, this is not just for women and, and childbirth. This is for having a bowel movement, for going pee, for having sex that's satisfying and not painful because your muscles are so tight, you know? So it's about releasing and cues of safety can help you release, getting out of that fight, flight, or freeze. That makes so much sense because I, I find more and more, I'm always studying Everybody is a, an experiment in a way. I don't mean that in a negative, but I'm, I learn so much from everybody I work with and I'm always keeping an eye on patterns. Yeah. And I always, similar patterns show up at the same time. I'm always fascinated with it. When somebody shows up with something, I see 15 of it for mm -hmm. a period of time. And so I pay very close attention to it. And the voice, there's so much lack of safety. Yeah. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm watching right now. And I'm really seeing, okay, hold on a minute. People aren't feeling safe. I've always known this and I've always observed this and I've always managed this and taught to this, but I'm really seeing it in a, in dramatic ways right now. And I, I love what you said about the uterus, the utterance that is that is gold. I am really going to have to borrow that. Yeah, it's so right. Neat. It's yeah. so perfect. But I, if you had to ask me, what are the two places that we feel we need to protect the most? Yeah, I would say voice and uterus or pelvic pelvic Absolutely. area. Right. Well, they're very, they're very vulnerable areas. Very vulnerable. Extremely vulnerable because yes, what you whatever you say, it can be judged, and like you said, especially. I mean, maybe not especially, but I would say especially these days with the world of social media, everybody has a voice, you know, and it can mm -hmm. be seen and heard by many, many people. And people always have reactions to what is said online. And I mean, even not, not just social media, I'm just picking on that because it is something that as a person who is on social media, it can be hard to put you, yourself out there and express your truth because it's a vulnerable position saying what you want to say, knowing that you'll have all sorts of feedback, whether or not you want to see it or not. 
And then of course the pelvic area is extremely vulnerable for obvious reasons. So, yeah. Well, and I think we function in brace mode. Oh, yes. Right. Did we always? I don't really think so. If I reflect back over the 30 plus years I've done this work, I don't remember teaching to brace mode nearly as much in the early years as I do now. Everybody shows up in brace mode, stress, clench, you know, just ready on the ready. And I have to believe that Social media plays a part in that. I have to believe that busy plays a part in that. I have to believe that this, I think technology, I never want to sound like I'm bashing technology because I couldn't be sitting here doing this interview with you without technology. But I've I've got to say that technology has created demands. Yes. I, I was having this conversation with some of my students in the corporate world this week. I remember when I could reply to an email within three days now, sometimes in three hours, I get a message back. Why haven't you responded? And yeah. it's, it's, it's not, it's not a good thing. I don't, mm-hmm. our bodies and minds were really not designed for this. And no. I have to say your concept of brace mode, which, you know, you taught me, I have personally used with my clients now, as far as pel- the pelvic floor. Oh, These, good. Yeah. Because it is, it is brace mode. It's chronic brace mode that we get into. And um, if I may, I have a question for you, Tracy. I'm curious. You were talking about patterns that you mm-hmm. notice. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask you about this because one thing that you might might even play with right now or anybody listening could play with right now is you can feel actually your pelvic floor muscle and vocal connection by changing the pitch of your voice by going high versus low. And if you know what it feels like to do a kegel contraction, so it's a, it's like you're stopping the flow of urine or you're stopping gas, that squeeze and lift of those muscles. That happens when you go high with your voice. So if you go, you can feel that lift. And if you go low, it, it releases. And so I was curious to know if you've felt and heard more patterns with stress when your clients are under stress, or maybe even just in general nowadays with people who tend to go a little higher with their voice when they start getting stressed out. Do you notice that at all? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I definitely, well, there's the whole concept of the asking for permission that you've heard me talk about. And I'm up here because I, you know, yes, people pleasing is a part of it, but the, the underbelly of it is I don't think you like me. That is very stressful. I'm not going to get what I want. So I would say absolutely. There was something else though about that that I wanted to say, and it's going to have to come back into my brain, but yes, 100% higher pitch when they're more stressed. Well, Well, oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. Also the locked jaw. Locked jaw? When Mm. they're more Mm -hmm. Mm stressed. The more stressed they are, the tighter their jaw is. So both. Well, and everything you're saying then, because of these connections that are in our body, it's a system, jaw to pelvic floor and everything in between diaphragm, lungs, et cetera, abs, but they, they're locked too. The pelvic floor is locked too. So for anyone who's experienced that, because I I just, I know I have, you know, I've experienced my voice going a little higher and I can't breathe very well Mm -hmm. when I'm, you know, I can't get my breath when I'm talking and my voice gets higher. And, um, the, I haven't necessarily noticed the locked jaw, but I know what you're saying. And because I am aware of the pelvic floor, I also am aware that that's also happening in my pelvic floor. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's 
so interesting to me to notice that. And, and that's why, I mean, intentionally you teach intentionally breathing to kind of come out of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it makes me feel like I'm going to have to go get a PhD in whatever you teach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Become a doctor of physical therapy. Yeah, doctor of physical therapy. Yeah. 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 Well, and I think so many people, it goes back to that brace mode thing. So many people are so uptight all the time, fear, anxiety, all of that is brace mode. Mm -hmm. And so people have got to be functioning in that place of tension. Yeah. And all day long. I mean, I'm not just well, you get bad news or you, you know, something happens or you're having an extra stressful day. I think we're, I think, I don't think we should have, but I think we've, we've been trying to accomplish functionality under extreme stress. Yeah. Like it's some kind of badge of honor or some kind of good thing. Oh, I'm really good under stress and pressure. Watch me go. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But I think the world that we live in, certainly here in the States, that's almost a mastery. And I think we are the worst because I hear, I have people all over the world and numerous times people from other countries have said, man, what is with y'all? What is (laughs) with y'all over there? Do do y'all ever chill out? Do you ever stop working? You know, other countries look at us almost like, God, y'all are driven. chill a minute. And we are. Well, and I've had the the privilege of living in Germany for Mm -hmm. quite a period of time. And I've seen that firsthand that they have normal working hours. Their day ends at a certain time. You know, people get off work quite early. They go home, they kick back and relax. You know, they, on weekends, stores are closed on Sundays, which is kind of annoying, frankly, as an, as an American, I'm like, ah, the store's closed, but stores are closed. Restaurants tend to be open, but stores are closed. You can't do your shopping. You're not allowed, at least in my area of Germany, you're not allowed to do certain types, you know, like loud yard work, like mowing the lawn or things that could, you know, interrupt others because it's meant to be a day of rest and relaxation and kind of a family day. And I, I just think that's, a small like example of the way other cultures, many other cultures live and Americans definitely do not live that way. And I think perhaps that's one reason I've adopted this approach of, you know, try softer. Whereas I think Mm -hmm. we grow up in this try harder mentality, try harder, go, go, go. And so much of my work over the years has evolved into a try softer approach and almost you you need to actually relax first before you can begin that strengthening before you can, you have to get that foundation of getting back to baseline, you know, bringing it back to the muscles now, but getting back to baseline tension before you can strengthen. Because if you're just jacked up and super tight, Mm -hmm. you can't strengthen from there. Right. I remember blue laws. Now you, you may be too young to remember blue laws. But when I was growing up, we had what they called blue laws and everything was closed on Sundays for my whole childhood. I don't remember when things opened on Sundays, but we were just stunned. And I think the car dealerships were the last thing to open on Sunday. And we, I mean, it was just so bizarre to my generation and older than me that things were opening up on Sunday. 
But like you said, it can be very annoying, especially <laughs> if we're culturally used to it. But it to me, it's very similar to I'll talk about my generation and older. We tend to be a little ridiculous on working. I don't care if I have to stay up till 3 a.m. to get it done. I'm going to do it. And younger generations, and this is not a whole bucket system. I'm not bucketing. This is not a, well, the you young kids, it's not that at all. Mm-hmm. But traditionally, younger generations are a little bit more inclined to walk out at five o'clock, which makes it can make people that are work crazy unravel. But I'm not sure if they don't have it right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so I think it would, I, I'd be, I bet. It would be interesting for you to see. most of your clients are American or do you have people all over the world? You know, I have people all over the world. Okay. Now. Um, yeah. And I would say most of my clients are about between around 30 to 50. I would say that's a typical age range of people I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I love what you were saying about relaxation and I want to touch on that for a minute. Yesterday in my group, I had Steve Bridgewater come in and he's the, the top onset coach in Hollywood. And he was talking about relaxation Mm. and how much he was telling a a story about the the Joker when he coached Heath Ledger in the Joker and how everybody unraveled because they were, well, he didn't say that. He didn't say it that way at all. But the, the key to making that scene so successful was how relaxed Heath was to allow magical things to happen. And so it's really a really powerful concept Mm -hmm. that we probably don't think about. No, no. That there's so much value in relaxation. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And actually I have a great relaxation tip trick if you'd like to. Yeah. 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 Yes. Because just knowing that our bodies do unconsciously tense up and we need to consciously interrupt that because we don't even realize it just is. And so we need to actually consciously interrupt that by taking a moment and doing techniques. And of course, breathing is wonderful, deep breathing techniques. Um, But I'm going to, maybe I'll just share one that has to do a little more directly with the pelvic floor. Um, It can help voice too, for sure, because again, they are connected. But if you think about releasing your, first of all, your butt cheeks. <laughs> so a lot of people oh, don't realize yeah. when they're tight in their pelvic floor, their butt muscles often clench up too. And a lot of people stand and sit with their bum kind of tucked under, like their tail tucked under. And we do that all day long, especially, mm-hmm. you know, people who sit in front of the computer a lot at work. Uh, so first of all, releasing the butt cheeks apart, really relaxing them and softening them. And then thinking of your sitting bones, so your, your butt bones, the, the sit bones, they're actually called ischial tuberosities, but the, the little spikes that you sit on, think about kind of releasing them apart and softening them apart. And all of this, relaxing, softening the butt cheeks, releasing your sitting bones apart, that's helping to relax your pelvic floor as well. And then also soften your belly and soften your ribs. And so all of that softening of the butt cheeks, the sitting bones, the belly and the ribs All of us, many of us tend to hold those areas tight and clenched. Mm -hmm. And so just intentionally blossoming them open like a flower in full bloom can be really relaxing. 
because you often people didn't even know they were holding tension there. And then softening those areas allows you to breathe more fully and expansively. So it's kind of like the step one, like the stage one before you can breathe well is to soften those areas. Yeah. And is that a, I catch myself doing it and I soften, I catch right. myself doing it. Is it, a, is it that kind right. of thing? Yep. 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 It's like, notice the tension. Okay. Here's what I can do. I can soften because the tension is yeah. going to sneak up on you. It's going to mm-hmm. sneak up on you. You don't even know it's there. And all of a sudden, maybe you realize maybe it's just because you've been sitting in a bad posture all day with your tail tucked under, or maybe it's because you've been sitting that way and your boss is like, yeah, <laughs> hammering yeah. on you to get stuff done at work, or you have stress at home, and you're having marriage issues, or whatever, you know. And it's all building up in your body, and you don't even realize. And so sometimes it'll you'll have. To, I actually sometimes encourage people to take posture checks and also tension checks, even every hour. Like set a little alarm on your phone and just check in. And even if you don't really notice something going on, you can still benefit from just softening those areas. I wonder if. And I don't know, you, you, the, you're the expert. So you tell me, I wonder if when people notice they're clenching their jaw. Yeah. Is it? They can do the exact same thing I yeah. just said, surprisingly, that mm-hmm. actually helps with the jaw and to kind of double duty on that. You can do that exact same thing because relaxing your jaw will help relax your pelvic floor. Just like yeah. relaxing your pelvic floor will help relax your jaw. It actually goes hand in hand. But another thing that can be really helpful is of course, massaging your jaw yeah. is very helpful. Um, it's a little, you know, you can absolutely massage your pelvic floor, but it's a little more, you know, not public. <laughs> right. You might not be able to, to do that at the office, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but massaging the jaw is very easy to do. And then relaxing it in the way I just mentioned. And then if you want to really add on to that, you can open your mouth, open your jaw and just do a big, deep sigh. Just, ah, oh, just open that clenched jaw and sigh low and slow, even quietly can be very helpful. Right. Right. And and I, the reason I thought about that is because I know for the work that I do, a lot of times people are doing things and they do not even know they're doing it. Right. So if there is something that they like, generally, if they're clenching their jaw, they realize it. Yeah. So what is the physical thing that is the trigger for me to go, oh, hold on a minute. I need to relax this thing. Well, I mean, one thing, one thing is you can just do something like this practice of the massaging your jaw or the deep low sigh and, or the relaxing of your pelvic floor and your butt Mm -hmm. cheeks and your belly. Mm -hmm. You can just make a habit of doing that. If you know, you tend to get stressed out before a public presentation or before talking to somebody, you know, somebody that maybe a stressful conversation, you could take a moment to do some of those things intentionally. And that can kind of pre preventatively or preemptively help with the tension that's going to build up or has probably been building up because you've been mentally preparing for it. Uh, But then other things that you might notice, if you're noticing that you are having pain, uh, that aching feeling that I mentioned earlier in your pelvic area or pain in your low back, or this is really surprising for people. I'm I'm just going to bring it back to my world for a second, but so many people I work with have bladder issues. They feel Mm -hmm. like they have to go pee all the time, like constantly have to go to the bathroom. Or even if they have prolapse issues and they're like, oh my gosh, my prolapse is feeling really, really bad right now. It's feeling really worse. As paradoxical as it sounds, that's a sign right there for many people that they actually need to release their muscles. 
your muscles are actually tightening up in their pelvic area. They're tightening up and kind of squeezing around their organs, their urethra, their bladder. It's irritating things. It's pulling on all of the tissues. There's a lot of stuff jammed into that pelvic mm -hmm. area as far as organs and connective tissues and, and then the muscles that surround it all are the pelvic floor. And so when the pelvic floor is tense, it's kind of pulling and squeezing on things mm -hmm. and can make the bladder actually feel like you have to go pee all the time, or it's making you feel like you, um, you know, are having some kind of discomfort down there. So those are just a few triggers that I see on a regular basis. But I think one of the, I think it can be very helpful though, to just know that this happens in your body and to know that you can help mitigate that reaction by just taking a minute to massage the jaw, take a deep breath, relax the belly muscles, the butt cheeks and the pelvic floor, and, you know, then go into the conversation or then go into the speech or then go yeah. into mm -hmm. Now you, I know, I don't know a lot about this but I know you have started to talk more about mindset, things mm -hmm. going on in the mind in relation. Talk to us a little bit about that because I know that's an area of expertise and you're sharing more information around that these days. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of that is relating to, we get into these, these cycles of stress around our issues. And I, again, if you're asking me about my approach, it really revolves around people who are dealing with pelvic floor issues. So that's oh, what okay. I'll relate it to just in a, in a pinch right now is people who have, but it really can be any health issue, to be honest with you, but people who have these health issues that really feel like they start taking over their life. And so again, I'll relate it to the pelvic floor. If you have bladder leakage, it's constantly making you embarrassed to leave your house or to work out. And then perhaps you're, you know, not able to manage your weight the way you want to. You don't feel good. You feel like you aren't, you don't have energy. You're feeling bad, but you know, you can't work out because then you're going to leak. It's just this cycle mm -hmm. and it really takes over your mind. And, and ultimately it can take over your world. And it can kind of be like you have a piece of paper right in front of your face. And that's all you can see is that piece of paper because it's your pelvic health issue or whatever issue you're dealing with. It really can apply to right. all sorts of things, but mm -hmm. it's like this piece of paper is right in front of your face. And so a lot of the work I'm doing these days is helping people to move that paper a little farther away from their feet, to lighten the charge, to neutralize the charge around some of these health issues that are taking over their mind and kind of holding it a little bit more lightly and finding gratitude for what is going right in their world and realizing that there's so much more than their health issue. There's so much more to it. And in fact, their thoughts about the health issue, their thoughts about the prolapse, their thoughts about the bladder leakage, their fear that it's never going to get better. It's actually the problem. Their thoughts yeah. are the problem. Their thoughts yeah. are what's making it worse because mm -hmm. their thoughts are making more stress in their body, which is making the muscles tighten up more. And it's making them not be able to breathe well. And it's making them hold themselves in funny postures. And so it's this whole cascade of effects that really all starts in the mind. And so I'm, I'm trying to help people release the charge around some of those thoughts and choose different thoughts that are more supportive and more health-giving and more safe feeling, you know, bringing that safety back into the body. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, it's fascinating work and I absolutely love it. And it's really not, I mean, I think pelvic health is 
we've discussed and established that pelvic health is taboo. And the work I'm doing is definitely not discussed, even in this taboo under-discussed area, bringing the mindset into it is not yet really mainstream. And so some people are like, what are you talking about? We just need to do kegels. And it's like, no, no, right. there's more to it than the muscles. <laughs> right. No, that's exactly, it's not, that's no different than here. People, yeah. many, well, most people come here because they know the methodology and that, that's what they want to do. But it would be like people showing up here and saying, I need to get rid of my ums. And I start in with what's the noise in your head. And they're yeah. like, what? Huh? I need to get rid of ums. They They're don't. like, give me I mean, a voice the, exercise. Right. Give, give me, me a technique. Exercise. Give me yeah. a kegel. Give me yeah. a voice kegel <laughs> to get rid of my um. What they yeah. don't realize is that what I'm going to start with is what is driving that um. So it's yeah. really about, I, I was having a conversation with somebody this week and they just nailed it. She said, you don't deal in symptoms. You deal in disease. Mm -hmm. And it's really, that's the symptom is I can't hold my pee in the disease, you know, or, you know, it goes to that mindset. It goes, that's where so much starts is what I hear you saying. Exactly. We're getting to the root of it. We're getting to the foundational root root of the whole thing. And I think honestly, Tracy, that's why I was so drawn to your work is because Mm. I, I knew from listening to your podcast before I even worked with you that you you get to the root too. And I really appreciated that because that's definitely my approach and it works is the thing. It well, works. it's, it, 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 in my opinion, and I'm pretty, yeah. I'm pretty vocal about it. It's <laughs> the only thing that works yeah. because if you just do, I can give you technique all day long, mm-hmm. but that's not going to solve your problem. And you're not going to, you're not going to fix it. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's just a short term thing. And we really have to eradicate the problem, the root at, at it, at the core. So it's now you have a massive YouTube channel. I do. I have a wonderful YouTube channel. It's a youtube.com slash vibrant pelvic health. And I have, I, I started by just throwing videos up on YouTube that were completely random and, <laughs> and it's really gotten a little more professional over the years, but yeah, I, I really enjoy my work on YouTube because I just share this information and it's been quite a evolution because e- even the mm-hmm. stuff that it's still up there from like 10 years ago, but I'm always like, eh, be careful about watching those videos. They're not necessarily, they're not wrong. It's just, I've really grown as right. far as the way I teach and things I share has, has changed over the years. <laughs> oh, I get it. I, I, the way my work has developed and grown and more research and more studying it's it's just expanded exponentially is that is that why you came to work with me because you wanted to make better better videos well it was more just about being more confident with what I share and and you know ultimately expanding my reach because I'm so passionate obviously about Mm. spreading this word and uh I've never been necessarily shy about this topic. I mean, I get out there and I talk about all sorts of things that people normally are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you talk about that. But just presenting it in a way that will make people listen is is really important to me. And and realizing how, um, again, the vulnerability of sharing Mm -hmm. is is something. It's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard. Mm -hmm. I needed help. Well, and owning your brilliance. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which you do. Your videos are so good. They are so fun. Your audience loves you. The comments, they're so engaged. 
And I just encourage everybody. We're going to put the links in the show notes. Mostly YouTube and Instagram. Are those the main things you've got going? Mm -hmm. And then my website is, it's all Vibrant Pelvic Health. So it's really quite easy, vibrantpelvichealth.com. And if anybody is confused who might've randomly come across a YouTube channel that looked like me, but had a different name, I used to be Femme Fusion Fitness. So that's really where I grew as a, as a company called Femme Fusion Fitness. That's me, but I've changed my, my name because I'm now so much more than just Femme. And I'm also so much more than just fitness. It's really, I'm here for everyone, men, women, children. I mean, every, everyone, every person, every age. Um, And I also do more than just fitness. It's really all about fitness, lifestyle, and mindset now. So that's why it's vibrant pelvic health. Is that, is the one on Instagram that I follow you on, is that Femme? It's now Vibrant Pelvic Health. So it is. Okay. Okay. So you've changed it and yeah. I just didn't it's catch It's a recent that. switch. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Well, this has just been amazing. It's so clear. You are so knowledgeable in what you do here and such passion. And if I say so myself, you are so captivating. Oh, okay, Tracy. Well, I'm going to kid you not. <laughs> I'm going to hand that, I'm going to have part of that girl. So, no, you just sound amazing and you're such a delight. You know, people know who you are. And, and so there's this, this thing about you, there's a likability about you, but there's a trust factor. There's an ease that you, that is part of who you are, but it's part of how you express yourself in your voice that I know people value so much in learning from you and studying from you and working with you. And now you do one-on-one and group coaching. I don't really do anything one-on-one. I have group programs. I have group programs. They're online courses, one for pelvic pain for men, one for pelvic pain for women, and then one for prolapse relief. And there's community components to all of that. So I'm talking with people in my communities constantly, but I don't do one-on-one. So yeah. And, and I really want to thank you for what you just said about me and, and people, you know, trusting me and kind of having that element about me. And that is something I've heard and I'm very, very grateful. And I think the reason why is I just, I really am <laughs> pouring this out of my heart. Like it's really just coming from a place of like, I, I just want people to feel better and to not feel like they're gross and to not feel like they're weird. And that's what I used to hear in the clinic all the time when I was working in a regular clinic was, gosh, I can't believe this is so disgusting or this is so weird. I can't believe I'm telling, I, I'm sharing this with you, but dot, dot, dot. And they'd share mm-hmm. their issue. And I just, it's so in my heart to help people realize that they're not they're not weird. They're normal. The stuff happens. It's okay. And there's help. Well, and I agree with you on everything you just said, but I also have to add that you vocally let people in. Oh yeah. You let us in. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like when I talk about the three things that I want people to feel immediately is that you're safe in my group, that, that you're safe around me and that you've known me your whole life and that I know what I'm talking about. And I don't know if those are your, you know, we do the three phrases thing. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's related to what you're creating at all, but there is such a clear difference when somebody lets us in vocally, we can connect with them. And I think that's critical 
in this work because mm-hmm. people feel so uncomfortable talking about it. Yeah. And you create a safety and a, a no big deal kind of, and I don't mean that the work that you do is no big deal, but you're not coming in with this, Shh, be quiet about this. We, you know, there's no heaviness mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. it. And which is really, really, really great. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. This was absolutely delightful and fascinating. And I want all my listeners, I want them to go sign up and click subscribe on your YouTube, ring the bell, whatever it is you do over there mm-hmm. and follow you on Instagram. I'll put all the links in the show notes and check out Bree's program. If this is speaking to you, I cannot, I cannot say enough great things about this woman. I just cannot say enough great things about her and her work. And you don't have to suffer. Right. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. You don't. You don't. And that's the same with voice. You don't have to be a wreck around your voice. Absolutely. There is hope and there is help. Yeah. Hope and action. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, anything else you want to leave us with before we wrap it up? No, actually, I think that line right there, there is hope and there is help and there's action steps you can take is really what I want people to come away with is maybe just, again, kind of like you were saying, a ding, ding, ding. Wow, I didn't even know this was an issue. I didn't even know that I could do something about this. You know, go see a pelvic floor physical therapist in your area if you have access to one uh, for an evaluation. And yeah, check out my YouTube channel. There's a ton of free information. Check out my website, connect with me online. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today. This was great. Thanks, Tracy. And thank you listeners. You know how much I appreciate you, but I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. So until I see you next time, you know what to do. Get out there and speak your truth. Just do it beautifully. Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at captivatetheroom.com and be sure to grab the voice formula a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes.